Well, hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, day number 11, the devotional, where we drink a new brew every day and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. I am in Auckland and we are continuing our journey through the Bible, 365 days of the year. And if you're joining us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, welcome. Uh, If you're on YouTube, good to see you. Make sure if you haven't already to please follow, uh, subscribe and like all of the devotional platforms that you possibly can. It'll help us get it out far and wide. And if you are on YouTube, hit the bell uh, to make sure that you never miss a devotional upload um, so that you can continue going on your journey with us today. Uh, As always, uh, we are reading the Bible And today's scriptures are in the caption below, but if you missed it, let me just read them out for you anyway. Psalm 8, 1 to 9, Matthew 9, 14 to 28, Genesis 24, 1 to 67. So a chunk of scripture as always for today, but looking forward to seeing what God has for us. Uh, Before we go any further into the Bible, let's talk about brews. And today is my last of the organic coffees that I bought when I bought my Chemex. Uh, And this is the All Good Filter. This one here, All Good Filter. Now, All Good is a, uh, is a, wait, is it All Good or For Good? All Good. All Press. All, wait, wait one second. Let me just check the packet. Hold on a minute. What have we got here? Good For. It's not, it's not even that. I wrote it down wrong. I knew it wasn't right. Good For. This is our Good For coffee. Uh, so, Good For. Uh, it's a organic supplier here in Auckland, um, and they've actually got a few around the country, um, and this is their house blend. Now, uh, it is a organic food supplier. This is their certified organic Colombian beans, and the only information we really have on it is that it's full-bodied. Uh, it should have a sweet orange type of taste, and it should go down smooth, so very good. 20 grams of coffee, 300 grams of water into the Chemex. Uh, for the single cup brew and we're going to try this right now so uh, let's give this a wee pour into the cup there see that going in how good oh that's a drip on the side better get that before it goes onto the bible Um, how good saved it yeah good good okay here we go well the uh good for not all good good for uh coffee colombian beans here we go certified organic no pesticides no chemicals in the soil here we go let's give it a taste It does go down smooth. There is definitely aftertastes of something citrusy. I feel like maybe I just need a little bit more. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's def- there's definitely a citrus aftertaste. It does go down very smooth uh, and it's light as, as I'm finding these filter coffees are very light to the taste. So it's not bad, it's not bad at all. I, I definitely enjoy it. I'm saying this on every coffee because it's they're just genuinely all not bad. Um, it's not got a punchy flavor, like it doesn't really full, fill your mouth with a flavor. It's just quite a smooth texture, which maybe is what it means should go down smooth. So it's nice. It's definitely not the best of the best, but it's not the worst of the worst. I'd put a right bang in the middle. So there you go. You can try that good for. Uh, if you, you can buy their beans online as well, but there are a few around Auckland and the rest of the country. All right, that is enough for brews, though. Let's start talking about the Bible. Oh, I didn't save it. There's some little squished on my Bible there. But well, maybe this is not the best place in my Bible. Anyway, all right, let's talk about the Bible. And I want to start by asking you this question. How do you perceive success? Like, what does it look like for you? For me, when it comes to success and my family being successful, I like it. 
Well, when it comes to the church being successful, I like it. But when others are and I'm not, I find that hard. I don't know if uh, you're like that too. I'm very competitive. I want to be successful. And if others are being successful and I'm not, that's really challenging for me. For some reason, I've found in my church experience at times, not all the time, in my church experience, sometimes success carries quite a negative vibe. Maybe it's just the way in which it's achieved. Maybe success in the way it's displayed in the church world, it does. sometimes it's not uh, accepted or liked. Maybe it's in the way that we respond to it. Success, we need to understand as a blessing from the Lord and how we perceive that success and what we perceive success to be is really crucial if we're going to live the life that God has for us. Success is a blessing from the Lord. It's sweet. It's a good thing. And in our psalm today, God is praised by David for the success of God's creation. Let's be honest. When we talk about God's creation, the world around us, man, it's pretty good. Like God did a very good job. It's marvelous even. That's a good word to use. It is actually marvelous. Think about the way the world works, the ecosystem, gravity, oxygen, trees and oceans that then recycle CO2 and produce more oxygen. It's amazing. Think about the universe, a giant ball of gas providing both heat and light for for billions and billions of planets and stars, an infinite possibility on the universe. Think about humans, the way our brains work, the ability to heal, to create and to love. Every In every piece of creation, we see God's divine fingerprint at work. And it's amazing. In its success, God placed us in charge. Okay, in verse five and six, we read today that you made them people a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet. God has given us rulership and dominion over everything he has made. And for its continual success, I believe we should care about the planet. We should, we should care about its protection and preservation because what God has made is amazing and he left us in charge of it. Each one of us should do what we can to steward it. See, success, it's not about material things, not in Jesus's mind anyway. I don't know how you define success, but for me, for a long time, I viewed success as popularity. Like if I could be more famous and more people could know me, then I could share the gospel with more and more people. But that's not necessarily what Jesus would define as success. Maybe for you, success is defined as collecting money or collecting material possessions. And there's nothing wrong with collecting material possessions. There's nothing wrong with working hard and being rewarded. But it's, it's when it comes at a certain cost, when the perceived success comes at the cost of what Jesus looks at as genuine success, that's where the problem can become. Following Jesus is going to present us with some challenges, right? Jesus says we're both going to be loved and hated. It happened to Jesus and as followers of him, we have to make some tough calls, some decisions that won't be popular in the eyes of the world. But success in Jesus is not defined as popularity. To achieve success in Jesus's model, we need to look at Jesus's life and share in his vision. Four things Jesus says, okay? He says, number one, the need is urgent. That's in verse 36. Jesus, he sees people as sheep without a shepherd. We need to understand that there is a large need for Jesus in our world. He is our good shepherd, and it's our job to share him with others. The motive is love. That's the second thing. In verse 36, Jesus says that he, uh, sorry, the Bible says that Jesus had compassion on people. What do you see when you look at people? If it's not compassion and love, then it's not the way Jesus would look at people. The tool is prayer. Verse 38, Jesus told his disciples to pray and ask God to send workers. We need to pray for this as well, that that people would be awakened to the reality that the harvest is now and that we need 
to do the work to help people find him. And the fourth thing Jesus says here that I want to point out is that the work is souls. In verse 37, Jesus said that the harvest is plentiful. The harvest is people coming to know God. There are many, many people who don't know him. And if we're willing to work for it and see people come to know him, that is the greatest success we could have in our lives. This is what Jesus defines success to be. In Jesus' eyes, success all revolves around souls being saved. People, people, people. For Jesus, success is people. It's the love for and the reaching of people that Jesus uses as a measuring stick for success. In Genesis, we see Abraham's servant who prays a simple but effective prayer. And I want want this to be our prayer for this year. If you're doing this Bible devotional, add this to the prayers to pray. It's this, give me success today. It's a humble prayer, but it's a prayer that helps us refocus on what success is defined as by Jesus. In our daily efforts, ask the Lord for success when it comes to people, that our lives would be used for God's glory, that in every step we take, we would see success with God as our guide and souls as the measuring stick for success. Verse of the day. Yes, it's time for verse of the day, which is the sneaky bonus verse that I want to have a look at today. And it's Matthew 9.37. It says, Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Man, what would it look like for us to do two things? Number one, be a worker searching for souls. And number two, be a worker searching for other workers. The harvest is plentiful, but we need to work to help people find Jesus. This is not the work of your pastor alone. It is the work for them, but it's not the work of your pastor alone. It's the call for every Christian to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world around us. So be a worker searching for souls and be a worker helping find other workers. And that is it for day 11 on The Daily Brew. Thank you so much for joining me again and going deeper into God's Word. I pray that as you're reading the Scriptures, God's speaking to you. Feel free to jump onto YouTube if you're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, if you're here already. Throw in the comments about what God is speaking to you about. I'd love to hear it. Obviously, there's so much Scripture and so many things that God is saying. Uh, And for the sake of time, I only pick out a few things that I really want to highlight for us on this devotional journey. I pray that you're blessed by it as much as I am. If you are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts listening to this as a podcast, feel free to please, if you haven't done so already, uh, follow and subscribe to these uh, audio platforms. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already and click the bell so you never miss a devotional upload and so you can continue the consistency because consistency is key when it comes to to following through on a Bible plan. Day 11 is done. I hope you're enjoying it. Day 12 tomorrow, come back and we'll see what brew we're brewing and what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Until then though, we'll see you tomorrow for another day. Thanks.